people podcast players and fourth wall fam and welcome to the 35th episode of new normal wrestling as we talk about a two sweet week in wrestling i am here with my good brothers and we are ready to brother out today let me introduce to you first the voice of the voiceless the nnw original he is my favorite dj he is your favorite dj he is the one and the only dj maddie g that D wow, Daddy, Daddy Maddie, DJ Maddie, no, no. Maddie Drip Drip, <laughs> brother, brother, what's going on? What is up, man? I'm playing air guitar here because we were talking about the, you know, it, it's funny if I'm playing the air guitar, am I Hulk Hogan coming down Hollywood style, or am I Kyle O'Reilly getting ready to go into battle without the rest of the UE having his back? I don't know, baby. Air guitar is a big thing. Uh, I got to take it away from the weird dads on the dance floor at the weddings we work and take it back for the wrestlers, baby. That's where air guitar belongs. You put some Jimi Hendrix out there, man. Everybody's doing the air guitar. You but know you know it. what? I've taken up a lot of air talking about the guitar. I play the guitar well, but I cannot do it in a lavish fashion. That is right. There's only one man who could truly accomplish all things lavish. And that is the one and the only, the good brother, quarantine, mean gene, Afro Thunder, El Chocolate Caliente. I'm trying to remember all these other names. Wade Two Pods, Two Pods Shakur, Mocha Chocolate Ya Ya. He is my good brother and yours, good brother Wade Ilson. What's up, lavish one? What up, what up? Um, I'm ready to talk about the two sweet, weed in, uh, two sweet week in wrestling with my good brothers. It's great to be back on another week of New Normal Wrestling. That is right. We are NNW, and we are ready to take it too sweet for life. So this week had a lot of classic matches, and what a way to start off 2021. We had Balor O'Reilly 2. We had Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega. But we cannot forget about what happened at Wrestle Kingdom. We had matches like Tetsui Naito taking on... Uh, I'm sorry, taking on Kota Ibushi on night one of Wrestle Kingdom. We had Kazuchika Okada taking on Will Ospreay. Shingo Takagi taking on Jeff Cobb night two. And then, of course, the main event on night two, Jay White taking on Kota Ibushi. Amazing matches. Like I said, a great way to start off the year. Let's touch on Wrestle Kingdom first real quick. Wrestle Kingdom night one on Monday. Uh, if we want to make this a two sweet episode, got to start off with our good brothers from the Bullet Club, Tama Tonga, Tongaloa, for the seventh time winning the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. That is one more for the bad guys. And they did it in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the cool thing about the Tokyo Dome. That place holds what? 
50,000 people, maybe. Oh, no, way, way more than that. Way yeah. more than that. So way more had, than that. So if they had 2,000 people there, that compared to what we've seen over the almost the past year now, that's definitely a lot. So I think that was awesome. They actually had fans here. And I appreciated the way the fans acted also um, uh, at the show. You know, the, mm-hmm. they, they were given orders where they could cheer but not vocally, only by applause. Everyone right. there was wearing masks. I really appreciated the the fan interaction throughout the night. It really, it really hyped up. It really hyped up the show. No, but, no, no go I on. didn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say I, I didn't get to see too much. Um, mostly just some clips, and and of course I tried to watch my man Jeff Cobb. But but they were a very invested crowd too they sounded great the applause happened at the right spots when the wrestlers asked for 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 some of that energy they brought it up if if you looked at the clips you didn't see anybody standing up or throwing anything or yelling or screaming they it's almost like they were happy to be there i know we use that phrase in a bad way but like yo when these restrictions get relaxed if you follow the rules it's gonna be better for everybody Right. And I feel like the Japanese really set that standard or or, or the fans in Japan. It's not fair for me to say the Japanese, the fans in Japan at the Tokyo Dome really set that standard for the possibilities of having live crowds back. It was a very respectful situation. They followed the questions that were asked. It it just boils down to, and I like to look at this in life too. Yo, just don't be an asshole and we'll get through this. Uh, Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that just goes to show you as well that the Japanese fans uh, who are always at all the New Japan shows, you know, in the past and whatever we see in the future have always had have always been of, of a different caliber of wrestling yeah. fans yep. than what we're used to here in the States. You know, they appreciate wrestling for the art form uh, that is pro wrestling. It's not about the show or the entertainment. They're there for the art form of it. Their, their fans also never try to hijack a show when you go into different cities and different places, especially mm-hmm. most notably the raw after WrestleMania. It's not about the athletes. It's not about the performers. It's not about the, the people who are putting on the show. The fans try to make it about themselves. You, you don't see that from the Japanese crowds. Right. Agreed. Uh, but all in all, going back to Girls of Destiny, we've been talking about them a few yes. times. They pop up here uh, on the show every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. one of the best and probably not talked enough about tag teams that we have in pro wrestling. And there they are again. They're back on the map going into the new year as IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Um, also from night one, we finally had the return, not physical return, but we had the return of John Moxley. Uh, he cut a promo. As we know, uh, back last year, sometime in the spring or summer, there was a tournament to, and the winner would get a title shot against John Moxley for the IWGP US title, which was won by Kenta. Kenta has put that number one contendership on the line multiple times now, two, maybe three or four two, times. Yeah, even. two, yeah, uh, uh, two and, or three times. Yeah, yeah, and he has retained every time. He in, retained, in good matches too. In, in really good matches. matches. Yes, uh, he retained again here on on night on night one. And Moxley finally showed face over in New Japan, cut, cut a cool little uh, backstage vignette, hoping to see these two go at it very mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, we got to talk about night one. Wade, I know you said you got to catch this match. Kazuchika Okada taking on Will Ospreay. Uh, wow. I mean, everything in this match <laughs> was just wow. These guys went, went for like, what, 35 or more minutes? It was uh, it was a good thirty five, a yeah. solid maybe thirty five minutes or so. Um, the good part about this match was it told such an amazing story. It had where they were part of a group together. They were like considered brothers, 
and master and pupil and it turned into rivalry mm-hmm. and it was legit one of the best matches i've seen in a while yeah. okada always delivers whenever it's wrestle kingdom time you know when wrestle kingdom turn comes around he turns it up to a whole nother level yeah. and <laughs> osprey was able to match it mm-hmm. i loved it from beginning to the end i definitely think it's a top candidate for one of the matches of the year this year mm-hmm. but man the match i was looking the most forward to okada and the thing is, Okada's Teflon too. So the law, yeah. if he would have lost, it wouldn't have hurt him. Wouldn't have hurt him at all. Well, look, look, look at New Japan over the mm-hmm. past five years. Who's been up at the top? Okada, Naito. Naito. You know, with the exception, mm-hmm. you have your, yeah, you had your Jerichos, you have your Omegas uh, that have been up there, but it's been Okada and Naito. They, had, they are, we always refer to Eddie Edwards as the John Cena of Impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okada and Naito are the John Cena's of New Japan. Yeah, they're they're, they're the standard bearers. They're, yeah, they're the standard. No, Tanahashi. Though, let's correct that. Oh, Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah. Tanahashi John Cena. So you're right. Um, Naito and Okada. If you were to compare them to anybody, they'd be like Rock and Roman, Austin, Roman and Seth, the Roman, Roman and Seth, Seth. Okay, the Roman go. and Seth of New Japan. Like you, they they're the new right guys, on. and they're just untouchable. Right. But yeah, but it was so a they're, great the head, they're the head of the table. Yes, Ooh, Okada's right. the head of the table. Oh man, they'll, they'll have to burn that table down when they're done. <laughs> the, the one thing I, I liked about this match too, and what I like about the uh, recent character development in Will Ospreay is, is the character he's been portraying. I loved the, the vignette prior to the match where it was him and um, uh, Bea Priestley, right? Is his uh, B. girlfriend, fiance, B? B, B Priestley. Mm-hmm. The, the, the vignettes, them sitting on the couch, he's all dressed up in, the, in this fly-ass suit, and they're watching TV, and then Okada pops up on the TV, and then he gets up, takes off his jacket, and just smashes the TV. I loved that, all of that hype. Like you said, it was a great story, but it really showed the aggression on Will Ospreay's side, and I like the way Will Ospreay portrays himself as well in the ring. It really gets you to mm-hmm. buy into his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go on to the main event from night one, uh, Tetsui Naito taking on Kota Ibushi. Going into this, going into this match, if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have been like, yeah, Naito's going to retain. He's going to carry, he's going to be the flag bearer going into the new year. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I didn't know if I could buy into Ibushi as the champion, but first hmm. of all, these hmm. two put on an amazing match. Not the best main event out of the two nights from this year. I do have to, I think the edge does go to Jay White and Tetsui Naito. But um, this match was great. And I was telling you guys all off air, but I'll, I want to reiterate again. The My favorite part of the match was when the match was over. After the bell rang, Ibushi's music is already playing. And you, you got red shoes over there holding the titles, going to give the title to Ibushi. Ibushi still thinks the match is going on, and he covers uh, he covers Naito again, thinking that he that the match was still going on. The the pure emotion that 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 he exuded in that moment, and the storytelling that he did, hands down, a great great match, classic match, and awesome for Kota Ibushi. So now you have Abushi going into night two as the double champion, IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. Um, before we get into the main event on night two, we got to talk about two hosses Woo! that fucking went toe-to-toe for the never open weight championship. It was Shingo Takagi defending against Jeff Cobb. My man. And man, yes. I mean, we're, you're going to hear us talk a lot about some powerhouse fights that we got to see this week. 
you oh, know, yeah. a- amongst mm-hmm. a lot of promotions, whether it was men or women. Oh, but oh yeah, Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb tore the house down. Th- they, those are those are two legit bulls. Yeah. So when when Jeff Cobb only has what like forty pounds on a guy, that other guy's a big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love Jeff Cobb in general as a wrestler. Oh yeah. He he yeah. has oh, yeah. the right look. His ring gear. His how offense. great did he look at Kingdom Man? Right. He was tan and oily like always, and just thick and like mean in the head, dude. It was he's a beast. He's, he's a, a beast. It's yeah. it, it's the look, like you said, Bonesy. He's got the right look. I think that look is one of the main reasons he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, they look the part. Other guys, I have to like an Osprey. A couple of years ago, when Osprey was first brought to my attention, basically over the internet, mm-hmm. um, you know, I looked at him and I'm like, that guy's not a pro wrestler, right? <laughs> Cobb to me reminds me of being a child. It looks, he looks like a gladiator. He looks like an Olympic pro wrestler. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Or or amateur wrestler. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. An Olympic amateur wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys put on, again, like I said, it was power move after power move. They Mm -hmm. they were just going toe to toe on who's more powerful than the other. Uh, Shingo Takagi ended up retaining his title. So, you know, great for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, That kind of foreshadows what did happen at the end of New Year's Dash. Uh, which really shows the dominance and strength in numbers with LIJ moving into this new year. But moving on to the main event from night two, we had Kota Ibushi now defending uh, his double titles against Switchblade Jay White. Uh, First of all, you got to give credit where credit's due to Kota Ibushi for putting on two clinics within 48 hours of each other. Or within 24 hours of each other, I should say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Winning the titles and defending the titles. I think his match against Jay White is probably... I'm going to say it's up there with Okada and Omega from Wrestle Kingdom, uh, what was it, 11? Okay. Uh, yeah. I definitely think it's up there with that match. These guys told an amazing story. Talk about character development. Jay White is really starting to fit into his character. I love the um, I love how Gato and Jay White play off of each other. I love the whole first like three minutes of the match where there was no no strikes thrown at all because Jay White just kept hopping in, hopping out of the ring, and he was stalling and stalling, playing mind games. And then all of a sudden, Gato jumps up on the apron. He goes, "No, no, Gato, I got this." Tells him to get off. The mind games he was playing was phenomenal. Jay White is a legit heel. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said it off air. I'm going to say it on air. He is going to be one of the biggest heels in wrestling through at the end of 2021. I guarantee you the way he's showing in this match alone, uh, hands down can put him up there in that conversation. Um, the match also went 48 minutes, which is the longest main event in wrestle kingdom history. Uh, take nothing away from Jay white Kota Ibushi retained. His, his double champions, uh, the IWGP heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship, at the end of the night, Sonata did come out and Sonata uh, challenged Ibushi. Ibushi accepted, so that will be the next contender now for <clears throat> both titles. Now, in a press conference after Wrestle Kingdom, Ibushi does want to, he wants to unify the two titles. Uh, that being, nobody has, since Naito has had both titles, no one has challenge for one of the two as opposed right. to always challenging for both so sure. Bushi now wants to unify them uh I, and that's pretty much where the story lies we'll see if that happens I, I think that 
if that's the case, that does make the most sense. If you're not going to defend yeah, so each title separately, make it one title. Well, New, mm-hmm. New Japan has a, a bevy of titles as well. There's right. the never, there's the six, there's the tag, there's the heavy, there's the junior heavy. Junior. There's a lot of titles. Yeah. If, if they want to, if they want to unify one, they can always split it up again later. Mm-hmm. However, with the fact that he's kind of been uh, one of the flag bearers for the company for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, being a person who's going to be written into the history books as the wrestler who unified the titles. I mean, look, look what's happened to the people in America who have unified titles, be it WWE, WCW, things like that. You know, that's, that's a name that gets written in the history books. And I don't think it's a bad storyline. Right. Uh, I totally agree. And intercontinental championship, what is their mid card title? Right. It hasn't been utilized to, to build any, any mid carters in new Japan. Nope. Pretty much the U S title has been that up until right. the, pandemic and it wasn't seen as much or as often but they could they still have the u.s how they could use that now as their new mid card to help push mm-hmm. new main mm-hmm. eventers moving forward mm-hmm. plus it'll help that 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 crossover that we're all really looking yes. forward to it'll, with it'll hopeful eyes and we are definitely going to talk more about new japan later on in the show but before we do that let's get on to some impact talk yeah so man this weekend we have impact genesis uh, which is pretty much revolving about around the Super X Cup tournament, uh, which is mm. uh, let's just open up with that. Let's start with that. So the Super X Cup tournament uh, is going to take place at Genesis. It'll be seven total matches. You have your first round semifinals and finals uh, in the way the brackets look. So in the first round, you're going to have Ace Austin taking on suicide going on record. Ace Austin is my winner. Ace Austin is the head of Impact 2021. Yeah. He he's put on he's put on like 25 pounds of muscle. He's got those phosphorescent white teeth. Yep. He's young, he's polarizing. He's I don't think he's my pick to win it. Mm. Okay. He's not mine either. He's not my pick to win it. I have a, a other option once mm-hmm. we get to the brackets. He'll be in the finals, but he'll be in the finals. Lose. He's going to lose to the person I said that's going to win the whole thing. And All and right. I think I think the bracketing is very interesting. If you look at these early brackets, Bones is going to break them down in a minute. Mm-hmm. If you look at these early brackets, a lot of times when they do tournament style things like this within wrestling promotions, you can tell it, it's it's almost like on uh, you know, uh, main event or AEW Dark, or, or something that's not their main television program, mm-hmm. before the match starts, you know who's going to win. And I can tell you that there are three out of the four opening uh, uh, matches where I wouldn't be stunned if it went the way opposite of what I'm already thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the one cool thing I'm looking forward to is that I'm not familiar with at least three of the names in this bracket, uh, which is awesome. These are guys that uh, I'll get to their names in a minute that I think have had um, have had a contract with Impact for a little while or just haven't had the airtime due to the pandemic, but now they're getting the chance to show what they can do on TV and on one of the uh, the, the bigger free-for-views uh, that we call it uh, from Impact. <laughs> so let's go down the rest of the bracket. The next match, we have Davari taking on Cousin Jake. And then we have Crazy Steve taking on Trey Lamar. Trey Lamar is a new name, a uh, young up-and-comer, I guess, from the Indies. Wait, yes, what do you know about about Trey Lamar? Trey, Lam- Trey Lamar, aka Heartbreak Trey. They call him like the Ooh. Shawn Michaels. They call him the okay. Shawn Michaels of uh, flight a little bit. He's got some Shawn Michaels s to him. Um, one of the underground talents that's going to be coming up in 2021. 
that I really think people should be paying attention to. I found out about him through a match he had, and you guys should definitely check out this match. Him and uh, Lee Moriarty. I don't know if you're familiar with him. The I, name's I, familiar. The name. Definitely heard the name. Yeah, I don't have a picture yeah. in my mind's eye, though. I'll say, uh, you know what I do, you know. I'll Does that mean we're dating them. again? Yes. Yeah, we're dating. So, you know, <laughs> we'll send, I'll send you guys the matches, you know, like, I, like yeah, yeah just send the matches and stuff like that. So definitely going to send it to you. He's really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you, Bonesy. Trey, Trey Lamar was the only name of all of them that I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that the other name you're not familiar with is the second member of the next uh, uh, match. But I've, I've seen him on spots here and there. He's definitely been around. Right. Uh, the, so the, the final match in the first round is Casey Navarro uh, mm-hmm. taking on Blake Christian. Uh, I'm familiar with both, only oh, by okay. knowing of their names. I've oh. only ever seen Blake Christian in a New Japan uh, wrestled sometime last year in 2020 after uh, New Japan had their weekly show called uh, New Japan Strong. Mm-hmm. I did, he was in a match or two on that that I did catch him. But aside from that, not too familiar with either of these guys. So what can you guys, what kind of info can you guys shed on these two? Um, I'm, I'm going to jump Wade here just because mine is very quick and short and Wade definitely knows more about this than I do. Uh, I can tell you, I've seen Casey Navarro wrestle a bunch. I've seen him. I actually got to see him wrestle recently. I told you I was uh, uh, one of the very, very, very few guests at um, Pro Wrestling Magic's recent year-end pay-per-view taping, and Casey Navarro had a live match uh, right there. He, he's he been around a long time. He's been around a long, long time. He's been doing a lot of great stuff, and it's nice to see that he's starting to get some comeuppance. Whenever anybody needs a legit wrestler, um, whenever you would see somebody do, you know, a pre-title match, warm-up match. This is the kind of guy you put in. He can go top to bottom. And he is one of my surprise picks for maybe making it through to the finals. I mean, it would have to be a huge surprise, but I can definitely see a Casey Navarro taking out uh, a crazy Steve. Now, I didn't know about Trey Lamar. So if 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 Wade's a little bit more tuned into that and he thinks Trey might go deeper into the the tournament, the brackets, if you will, then, then I'm not sure. But Casey Navarro, in my opinion, has the possibility to go all the way and become a full-time impact talent. Right on. Agreed. Agreed yeah. 100%. Um, I honestly say Casey Navarro is one of those talents who we saw in 2020 come up and just blow up. He has blown up and has been recognized for what he does. He's a great talent. He's young. He's got to be like – he just turned 21, I think. Just turned 21. So he's, yeah, he's young and up and coming. I've seen some of his matches. Again, I, I've told him this numerous times. I've shared this match with you guys. His match with Diamante is legit one of my favorite matches that I've been in attendance for. And it's just, he's good. He's good. And I can honestly say, I know that 2020 was the uh, Ace Austin's year to be the X Division star of the year. I feel if you have him go up against Casey Navarro and Casey Navarro gets that dub, you are cementing Casey Navarro as your next big impact X division star. And that's what the X division is all about. Establishing stars, establishing new talent. And that's why Casey Navarro should win this tournament. If we're doing it that way. I, uh, I, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly there. I can definitely see ACE going to the finals and Casey Navarro going over because personally, and this is just my feeling and I've been wrong more times than I've been right. But I think that with Willie Mack, I'm sorry, um, uh, Impact Champion. 
Uh, Rich Swan. Swan. Thank you. With Rich Swan being the champion right now, I think that 2021 is the year that Ace Austin moves into the champion picture. I think he's done with the X division this year. Uh, I I think, I think that the pool of wrestlers that they have in the X division is an excellent pool. I like what they're doing with the guys. And I think that this is where Casey Navarro slides in, becomes a legitimate contender and a full-time star. Right on. Cool. Well, this is going to be a great tournament. Looking forward to seeing this. The other two matches on the card, you got Willie Mack versus Moose in an I quit match, which is mm-hmm. a pretty critical cool stipulation mm-hmm. for that. Oh, also, yeah. Also, I want to talk about uh, a women's match that we have. We got Jordan Grace taking on Jazz. So in, 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 in a respect versus respect way, they didn't turn their backs on each other. It's, it's the now fighting the then to see if she can hang. And I love mm-hmm. it. Right. Exactly. I think it's great. I think the whole story was great. You know, Jordan brings jazz back in so they could take part in the knockouts tag, uh, tag team tournament. They ended up losing to Nevaeh and Havoc this week. And then she's like, Hey, if you have one more match and you face me at Genesis, this is going to be a great match. It, I mean, it can go either way at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, I, we all know Jazz is getting ready to retire, so it could go either way. But whoever takes the win, it's not going to hurt the other person either no. way. No, so, no, no, Jazz- not at all. Hurst, yeah. neither. Jazz yeah. gets a swan song dub on a free purview. Good for her. Jordan Grace right. beats a legend. Good for her. I this and another incredible example of Impact having threads throughout. The main storyline was the Knockouts Tag Division, and they turned it into who could very possibly be the future of the knockouts division. If not somebody who's going to rebuild said division versus one of the most recognizable names in actual women's wrestling. Jazz was never a fucking diva. Jazz has always been a women's wrestler. Damn right. Yep. So uh, that's going to be a great match, but let's stay on the topic. Now I mentioned the knockouts tag division, brother Wade, we, we called it weeks ago. The finals, Kira Hogan, Tasha Steeles taking on Nevaeh and Havoc. Are we going to see Steeles and Hogan steal those titles? Ooh, I, I like there? what you did there. Ooh, I like what you did there. The only Hogan I acknowledge. Um, <laughs> what do you mean, brother? <laughs> brother. <laughs> brother. What do you mean, brother? <laughs> brother. Um, I Actually, yes, I do see them by hook or crook taking those tag titles. Mm-hmm. You've built the division around these four, and we've been talking about it since the inception, but I was just a guest on New Normal. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, these four keep interacting with each other. Does it make me think of their, they're going to bring back the knockouts tag titles? Mm-hmm. And with all the women you have, you've led it to this. I am so happy that we got this, and I definitely feel Tasha and Kiera will be taking those titles at Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, I, I think the whole knockouts tag tag tournament this year was great. It was very much invested. The teams they had come in and out too were awesome. Uh, I'm going to throw a little uh, little teaser out there to our listeners, brother Wade. Mm-hmm. We might have an interview coming your way. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we want to hmm. say anymore, Wade. Do you want to say any more about that? Does it, have to, does it have to do with with what we've been talking about? Women's wrestling knockouts. Huh. I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We will see. There were a lot. There were a lot of stars in that tournament, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There were a lot of stars. Yes, stars came from and and stars. Yeah, stars have been made. Mm -hmm. Stars were brought in. Mm -hmm. They were brought in. We shall see by air, by sea, by land, 
I mean, they, they came from all over the place. Uh, let's move on before we just totally give this away. Let's do a real quick preview right now of Hard to Kill, which is going to be next week. We're going to see Havoc and Avea taking on Hogan and Steels for the Knockouts Tag Titles. Uh, we're going to see what I think is going to be the main event, Omega and the Good Brothers taking on Rich Swan and Motor City Machine Guns. Love what they've been doing here with mm-hmm. uh, this story and impact. We mm-hmm. will get more into Omega and the Good Brothers later in the show. Oh, really? They, they did more stuff. They did more stuff than just getting ready for this week. They more stuff an, happened. They made an impact. No pun intended. This week and a different promotion. But wait, uh, crossover. Uh, son of a bitch. Look at that. Uh, um, then we have a triple threat match for the X division title. We got Rohit Raju taking on Chris Bay and the current champion Manic. I can't have, wait for that. That's gonna this be a fucking banger. This mm-hmm. story has been so good, and yep. I've said it before. I think you guys have both said the same thing. Rohit is doing some of the best work in all of pro wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. I love him in this position. Right now, real quick, remind me when we were when we were getting ready for Slammiversary. Chris Bay had the X Division title going into Slammiversary. No, no he, he, he won he it beat, at Slammiversary. He beat Willie Mack for it. At Slammiversary. Yeah, he won it. Right. At That's what it was. It, right. And then and then he lost it. What was that BFG? He lost it under uh Bound for Glory. Yeah, he lost Rohit. it at Bound for Glory to Rohit. To Rohit right. because of the three-way. Rohit yeah. came in and yes. stole that. So yeah. I just I always get those two mixed up because one feels like their WrestleMania and the other right. technically is, is their WrestleMania. Them, right, right. right. So uh besides that, we're also gonna have uh Eric Young. Diener and Joe Doring taking on Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer in an old-school rules <sighs> six-man tag match. Is there going to be an old-school rules match on every single free preview? I'm going to refill my drink during that match. Yeah. I, I hate to say yeah. it, man. I, I like Tommy Dreamer matches because they're nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Rhino. Um, to be perfectly honest, I love the splash that Eric Young made coming in. And since then, it's kind of been a steady decline. You know, a lot of guys get that shine of the world champion and can carry it through. And I think that they're taking too much shine off of Eric Young with his Joe Doring. And, and I, I know he was big in all Japan. I get it. They've done zero to build him up. He, he's got that weird smirk. And he yep. just, I don't view him as a killer. I don't, I, I just don't view him at all. I'm, I'm going yeah. to go to the bathroom and take my dog out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe Doring's body is just oddly Weird. shaped it's a very oddly shaped body taking nothing away from him i'm sure he's a great talent he's got you a know. stan hansen body yes wow yes he's got All a right. stan good hansen call. body good good stan call hansen body yep so again i agree so with are you maddie we, are we gonna remake uh uh no holds barred then <laughs> right <laughs> no holds barged no holds barged. with your little weenie <laughs> i mean um We've acknowledged we've acknowledged to him uh, the only Hogan we don't talk about, but whatever, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Brooke? Oh, man. <laughs> oh true. But you know, Maddie, to go go, you said I do agree. It is kind of a, a steady decline with Eric mm-hmm. Young since he lost the title, which want, which is want, weird. He came in so hot and so good and so believable. His and prison very, vignettes and yeah. then exactly like off the edge. It was like yeah, like it was. It's, they're doing the start and stop with him again, like right what's going on here? What are you doing with like, are you trying to make him build a faction? So then he'll come back to the world title. Uh, impact is a little confusing as much as we give them credit for things. Some of the things they do are like, what? Right. Okay. But also, man, did you guys know Diener was that slapped up? He wrestled this week without his vest. 
Hell no. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that that dude's a big, bad-looking right? dude, man. <laughs> Yo, shit. Diener's looking, looking jacked. What the hell did I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another match that's happening that I, I, I'm kind of scratching my head with is uh, the Karate Man versus oh. Ethan Page. Oh, 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 I got this one. You know, I, I can't listen. wait. I love like, it. I got that one. I, I see the story, but hold on. We had our, our year-end award show in 2020 and we gave the north you know the 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 award for the best tag team in 2020 they they were they were riding high all through 2020 mm-hmm. there was obviously talks about ethan page's contract being up and what is he going to do next where is he going to go so he goes from being a champion to facing his own alter ego on a free preview again it's a free preview fine but what's happening with ethan page do you, do you feel like this is a steady uh, decline in his character as well? Absolutely not. And and this one this one is the pay-per-view. This isn't the this, free preview. Exactly. It's on hard to kill. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. This is the pay-per-view. It's right. Hard to kill. Sorry. You're right. I think I think this is an excellent, excellent chance for him to stretch his creative legs. Mm-hmm. I, All right. I'm I'm super excited. And if he does peace out after this, I do, have you guys had heard any updates on his contract status? No. Nothing. Uh, no, nothing at all. He's really been uh, vaguely silent about Pretty it. Pretty silent, yeah. He's been talking mostly when he's like on um, Patreon and stuff because I'm I'm subscribed to his Patreon. Mm-hmm. He mostly only talks about gaming and stuff Ga- like that right. and, the, and the matches, the match that's coming up. The Karate Man thing is great to me because oh, yeah. it gives him more depth. It adds more to him. You know what? Because it's showing his creative mind because he – Ever since the pandemic's been going on, he's been working and mm-hmm. working and working and working and keeping himself over and relevant in the wrestling mm-hmm. business. So I feel this is a great thing for him. And they're probably going to let him do exactly what he wants with this cinematic. It's because it's going to be a cinematic match. We know what's going to be. <laughs> yeah, of course, you can't I fight yourself. You can't fight yourself live. You're right. And He's done these before on a lower scale with and his it, own money on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to check these videos out to get more familiar with the Karate Man and understand the gimmick and everything like that, check out his YouTube channel. It's It's been there. It's covered. It's really cool. Okay. It was a serious thing at, at, at first, and it turned into a joke, but it's still kind of cool to see what he's doing. It's very but yeah, cool. It's very awesome. I like it. It's going to be a very interesting cinematic match. Who's mm-hmm. to say he's done wrestling with impact and maybe becomes a booker he is a smart mind when it comes to wrestling true he's also he's also putting a lot of time into his family now from what i understand and and his other outside ventures um his twitch stream is blown up and and there's a lot of stuff going on i never thought about the booker situation maybe he's just done taking bumps and he's gonna be a brain but but if this is if this is maybe his either end of or start to end of his in ring with impact. This is a good way for him to showcase a couple of sides of talent on his way out. Mm-hmm. Well, I dig it. I mean, Ethan page is a great talent. He's really showed up uh, a lot in 2020. Looking forward to seeing what this match turns out. Yeah. Didn't even, didn't even think about it being a cinematic match. So wait, thank you for opening up my eyes to that. And, uh, and now he's got a production company behind this cinematic match. This isn't him shooting it. Like Wade right. said for his own YouTube video, this is, right, right. this is a pro staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And also with, with Scott Moore there, we know Scott Moore <laughs> had a lot to do with the, the final deletion uh, matches back then too. So I'm sure he has a pretty good mind behind this as well. Yeah. We, we made a, we made a huge mistake. Um, we didn't mention him in our normies 
uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Scott Scott Demore deserves a round of applause for the things that he's pulled off for Impact uh, during this pandemic time. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, lot lot of great creative is rolling through him, and as an on air personality, he's one of Phenomenal. my absolute favorite non wrestlers. Yep, agreed. And we've definitely given uh, Scott D. more credit on this episode mm-hmm. before. I agree. Yeah. We definitely should have mentioned him on the award show. So, Scott D. Moore, you get a normie. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so, we got uh, another match I'm looking forward to is yeah. Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan. Barbed wire massacre match. The, these two guys are like the Rock and Austin. You can continue this feud for the next 20 30 years and you never get tired of watching these two again i was <laughs> never an old school tna fan but i'm a, i am a hop on, on the google machine and look at old matches that you hear about and i've right. seen a lot of it and these guys are just phenomenal i love how this story doesn't have to come to an end you can continue this over and over and over and keep revisiting it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and, and every time you, re- you revisit it it still feels fresh so well, they, what, they- They keep adding in new pieces too, which is nice. You know, for a while there, he had OVE. There was a period where they add, I mean, even now they're adding Lish in uh, Lish Edwards into the, the fold. They keep adding new spices to the stew to make it a little different flavor. Every time I couldn't agree with you more Bonesy. It's, it's something we're not getting tired of. At least I'm not personally, I don't know about the rest of everybody who might be listening, but they can, this can become one of those break glass in case of emergency. If mm-hmm. two big time stars have nothing going on, they can have them feud and they're weaving in so much. I mean, we saw, we saw the return of Ken Shamrock because mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so many stories that, that interweave, especially with Sammy being the way Sammy is. Eddie can always be that lone wolf hero that has friends and Sammy can keep aligning himself with other POSs that want to get in on the Eddie Edwards beatdown. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. It's one of those feuds that you just can sit back and enjoy. And it started off (laughs) with an accident. That whole bat to the forehead thing was an accident. It was a plastic chair, not a steel chair. And it slipped through because of the force. Yeah, exactly. And it hit and it went through and you've made something that was an accident. You turned into something very good. And one of the best feuds in wrestling, this goes down as one of the best feuds in wrestling to me because you can always revisit. And you know what the best part is? There's not a title involved right now. Right. Let's add that to the picture. When you can keep me invested and there's not a title or championship stakes on the line, that's a feud I'm going to pay attention to nine times out of ten. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And I want to talk about the Impact Knockouts Championship match with uh, Deanna Prazzo defending against Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Phenomenal match right here for Deanna to start off 2021. Deanna, I mean, prediction, Deanna's going to retain. This is going to be... Uh, a huge win for Deanna and just another notch in her belt on the tenure she's going to have with impact wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. You summed it up perfectly. Wade, Wade likes to use the phrase cement. That's exactly what this does. Ty, Ty Valkyrie is a star maker at this mm-hmm. point in her career and yeah. always legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wade, what did you think about, about their promos uh, Ty and Deanna from this past week getting ready for hard to kill? Best promo work Deanna's done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. We, you said it before, and you were a very hard critic on her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think this may have swayed you because the way you're speaking about it highly as we're talking, you know, on video right now, and you have the biggest smirk on your face. Yep. <laughs> he, the, Deanna cemented herself as not only a strong wrestler, but a strong 
promo. And again, a win over Taya Valkyrie helps her in the biggest way possible. Would I be shocked if Taya beat her? Absolutely. But it's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen because we, I think Taya's contract, if we're, you know, speaking off the books about it, is almost over. Mm-hmm. Correct. And she's yeah. about to make moves too. So, yeah. Eventually, a win over someone who is in history and will go down in history as the longest reigning knockouts champion, mm-hmm. a win like that will again cement Deanna's legacy. Because right. didn't she win like wrestler of the year for Impact? Didn't she win that as well as the women's yeah. women's Deanna, of the year? Deanna. Absolutely. She yeah. won both. Yeah. And now this is just making it so like, yo, listen, she's that person right. we're gonna it- rely on. She's gonna be the face of our division. Mm-hmm. Let, let's also not forget that outside of impact, Taya is Lucha royalty. Like, mm-hmm. like for, for those people that are taking it at face value, Taya is one of the larger women competitors as far as height and shoulder size and things like that. Mm-hmm. So for Deanna to go up against a larger opponent who was the longest reigning knockouts champion is huge for people that look outside of just impact. She's royalty, right? She is, she is, She's Wera Loca. She can go absolutely anywhere and people know her and either love her or hate her. She is, in my opinion, the biggest milestone that Deanna is going to have hit with the exception of actually gaining the belt twice. With, 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 with the exception of the actual physical title, I think that a win over Taya will be the biggest accomplishment of her career in Impact. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Deanna's already proven herself by by defeating and winning the title from mm-hmm. Jordan Grace and now getting into this feud and the rivalry with Taya Valkyrie and get and she's inevitably gonna go in to get the win. But now let me ask you this where does Deanna go after this? Who else is of that stature that's going to help get Deanna over as that champion in impact? Mm, you have you have a who's who in that division. You have a lot of names who she hasn't gone up against one-on-one. So maybe if, you know, Havoc and Nevaeh don't win the tag titles, one of them can go after her. Mm-hmm. Or you have Susan now. She's Susan now. <laughs> Susan. Yeah, I, love Susan. I love it too. Um, Sue Young, hands down MVP, is the female faces of Foley right now. Oh. She, she is crushing it yeah. on all levels. Um, to, to people say that her, her gimmick is uh, one-dimensional, she's proven that that's totally not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you can revisit that feud. You could even have a, a Kimberly go up against her. You can have, sheesh, you have so many people in that division, you could go on for days and months and she could just run roughshod through the division and have somebody beat her eventually. But again, Deanna is going to establish herself. And if not now, since she's wrestler of the year, let's just throw this curveball out there too. She could go after the heavyweight title and no one in Impact would oppose it. Very true. Very true. Do I, I would I, believe she's an she's inter she's intergender before. And she, and she, we we would have yeah. to have we would have to have like a rich swan or or somebody like that. I, I don't I like, I can buy Sammy it. Callahan. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. Because like I could buy into Taya and Moose. But I couldn't buy into Deanna and Moose. Right. Who? Who? <laughs> Moose? Who? Moose. Who? The, the, the Who? guy that's unfortunately going to beat the crap out of Rich Swan eventually. No, I'm, I'm worried about what he's going to do to um, 
Willie. Willie Mac. Yeah. I'm yeah, a big man. Willie Mac fan. I like I like that guy. Mm. But overall, we got two big weekends coming up with Impact Wrestling. Let's talk about some more aftermath from uh, the beginning of the new year. We had New Year's Dash, New Year's Smash, New Year's Evil. Let's go head on over to NXT. Mm. Um, mm. Once again, did not disappoint. No, no they it, did not. It went head-to-head with night one of AEW New Year's Smash. I do have to give the edge to AEW with their show over uh, over New Year's Evil. Uh, I think New Year's Evil did lose a little bit of steam since they couldn't have the fight pit match mm-hmm. with uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. I know they probably had some filler time in there with the the way coming out to cut a promo and the, the impromptu match with Shotzi and Kushida. But the, the Knights still had some amazing matches. Again, we talked about some big power matches. Ooh. We got to talk about Damian Priest, Priest. and Karrion Cross. First of all, as I mentioned earlier, I was watching I was watching Smash and Evil simultaneously. Uh, Smash opens up with the the eight man tag with the Bucks and SCU, and NXT opens up with Damian Priest and Cross. Mm-hmm. I could not stop watching Damian Priest versus Cross. They had my attention for the whole twenty something minutes. And what and what I, wa- I want to note this too, while I was watching the Damian Priest cross match, they went on for a little over 20, 22 or twenty three minutes. Mm-hmm. There was not one commercial break. Nope. There was a, there was at least one, maybe two on AEW during that time. So my attention was on them the whole time. They did that for the main event also. The very they had more. They had a lot of commercials in the middle. In the middle, but the right. opening match and the main event were both completely not that picture in picture stuff. Completely mm-hmm. commercial free. Right. Yeah. But. Wade, Damian Priest versus Cross. Cross got the win. I think we all saw Cross getting the win after his. This was his first match back since he was out on injury. Mm-hmm. What is next for Damian uh, for Damian Priest? Uh, Damian Priest. This was his ultimate send off to me. Um, you had him go out on his sword and in a very, very hard hitting match. You didn't have him tap out. You had him get knocked out. He got knocked, and I like the new finisher that they get that they've established with, with Cross. Yeah, uh, like the spinning back fist, but it's like from a running position, mm-hmm. and he just <laughs> cold. He the, is it? Is it like it's like Osprey's finisher, right? Where he does the it's, running backhand, yeah, yeah. the Doomsday yeah. Deviant. Yeah, yeah, and he just clean cocked him. But you know what? Again, I see Damian Priest. This is his send off. He will not. He will be leaving NXT. And what wasn't really a bad run, he just picked up late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picked up late. Like late. we didn't. He didn't. We didn't like. We didn't know what his character was when he debuted. But as he got on, he became this rock star and won the North American Championship. Had great bangers and matches with so many talents in NXT. Like Pete. Like you. You run through Damian Priest's list of matches. It's a who's who. Yeah. So I agree. I I definitely compare Damian Priest's rise in NXT similar to Aleister Black, even though yeah, he didn't he didn't win the the overall championship, but Aleister Black was like that too. Tommy End, everyone was familiar with Tommy End on the from the Indies. When he came as Aleister Black, like, oh, this new name, I don't like the new name. What is this guy about? But very, very similar, both very uh, a little bit of a dark, uh, a dark image to both Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Um now Maddie, uh, thanks to Brother Wade, we got to see an article about the potential plans for Damian Priest. Uh, <laughs> and we were supposed to uh, see Priest on SmackDown 
this past week, which is quite interesting. Um, I would have been a much better fit. He would have got a lot more TV time. I that's. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say because it looks like the original story was they wanted Damian Priest to come out as Kevin Owens' best friend. See, I, 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 they, I can't buy into that. Now, mm-hmm. hold on. Before we go on, both you guys, do Punishment Martinez and Kevin Steen have any kind of history from their time in ROH? No. No. No, nothing no. at all. Okay. But, but here's the thing, man. Why does it have to be his best friend? Why can't it just be another guy who's tired of Roman running his mouth? He right. can align himself with Owens without the stupid best friend angle. The, right. The, the article that Wade sent us, I don't know uh, who the article was from. We'll, we'll quote them in, in a moment or put it in the, the thing. But uh, according, according to the article, Kevin Owens asked, why is this guy my best friend? We have nothing in common. Where is our commonality? And then Roman agreed. And because Roman is the king of the heap right now, not just on TV, but also, you know, he's got the, the championship and the one right. they care about. Um you know, they, they put the kibosh on it and priest was backstage and ready to go and just sat there and had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. They could have just cut out the goofy best friend story and had priest who can talk. We all know priest can cut a promo, yeah. have him come out. while while you know, may, maybe put Kevin Owens in the ring, cutting a promo and then Heyman Uso and Roman all come out together and kind of surround the ring and KOs on his own. And then priest just comes out as somebody who's tired of Roman doing things the way he wants to do it. If they nixed the goofy best friend shit, that makes no sense. They still could have made this happen, but instead they take another guy from another company who is starting to break through, put him in the system where he's got to learn about hard cams and this and that, and the WWE way finally feel he's good enough debut him on NXT, have him come out to like Wade said, the murderer's row of opponents. Mm -hmm. He beat a lot of big names in NXT, some homegrown talent, some talent that they plucked from other places. They put a title on him and he had a very cool. I like what you said about the rock star title run, Wade. Mm -hmm. He had that rock star feel. He's up at the top of his game, put on a banger. The first match to start the new year, takes the L goes out on his shield is supposed to debut two days later, which would have kept the home fire burning momentum, momentum, momentum. We talk about that bonesy earlier in this podcast. You said that stop, start bullshit. This is not just a cold stop. I think this is a stop. Take the keys out of the car and walk the fuck away because now the talk is him getting lost in the sauce over on raw where they don't need him, but another big body that could be a tweener and you could feel your way out with him on SmackDown would have been a beautiful fit for the former punishment Martinez. Mm -hmm. And once again, they pulled him up with nothing. I understand that they pulled him up on Friday after his go home on Wednesday, but what, what is there with WWE? something like it's ridiculous. Isn't it like 50 staff writers or something now that it's, it's, it's huge. They couldn't have presented that to KO and uh, Roman Reigns on Thursday. They had to put the kibosh on that Friday before the show. This is more of the same. Now, it didn't really affect the show, but knowing backstage that we had a hot Damian Priest coming in, and now they have nothing for him after one minutely failed uh, idea, I feel bad for the guy. 
he he's going the way I, I put out a bunch of gifts to you guys to make you chuckle. Mm-hmm. He's he's Fandango. He's Tyler Breeze. He he's he's Bateman. He's uh, not Bateman. EC three. EC three. Going through his first NXT run. My bad. Right. Um. You, you oh, know, that's right. Just, Derek Bateman. Derek, Derek Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, you, you have me thinking of Bateman from ROH because Bateman from ROH. Just ROH. He just signed another contract with ROH, sure, by the way. Sure did, and, and aligned himself with Vinny, which yep. I'm, I'm excited about. But, yeah. uh, but you know, I just feel like NXT takes a long time to make these talents, get us invested, have us care, put them over, get them recognition, start the locomotive, and then WWE is nothing but a giant landing pad of what are we going to do next. He's in a holding right. pattern right now. Right. And according to, to the article that uh, Wade sent, which, by the way, the source was WrestlingNews.com. Uh, Thank we, you. We might end up mm-hmm. seeing him on Raw. Now, right, that's what we, I, yeah. Yeah, so if we see him on Raw and he gets, I mean, he could get lost in the sauce. They could kind of flip the switch a little bit on his on his character, though. And this is Ugh. a rabbit hole that I fell into <clears throat> and align him with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Hmm. <laughs> Cause he does have that little bit of a dark persona kind of take the rock star out of it. And then I'm just kind of be a dark, big assassin kind of thing. That's the rabbit hole that I fell into. I don't know if that's the best thing for him though. I mean, I don't know why they just I, can't I, take, take the character that worked in NXT put and put that same person. Like look, look, look at Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. same person that was on NXT same exact. on the main mm-hmm. roster and he fucking got over into a, on and off on and off but that's the same thing i said last week when i was worried about the call-up of rhea ripley right you're 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 one company the 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 world of wwe already got damian priest over and people like him Mm -hmm. why do you have to 180 his ass to then put him on raw because Vince still views NXT as a separate entity completely and feels that no one who watches Raw and SmackDown know who the people from NXT are. Hey, you know what, man? Put together a video package that takes 90 seconds that shows Damian Priest right. walking the walk, talking the talk, and slamming some motherfuckers. People will learn. Remember, oh, what, they, remember, remember the- what they did? I'm sorry, Wade. What they did for Lacey Evans, yep. Heavy Machinery, yep. Lars Sullivan, EC3. Yep. Where the fuck are all of they? They spent all that money on fucking awesome vignettes. I love the EC3's vignettes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing with them. Nothing. Nothing. I don't. And- I, I don't understand it. And I think of all of those, this is this is going to be controversial because EC3 is really good. But I think of all of those, they screwed up the biggest on Lacey Evans. They had yeah. another legitimate woman powerhouse who could mm-hmm. be intimidating, threatening, gave her an interesting gimmick, but right. kind of cool, very different, mm-hmm. and then just shat the bed. Yep. Mm. That's right. In recent memory, we could say Keith Lee. You no. had a banger promo for him. And then what the f- what the hell did you do with him? You gave him new music, which we all were like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. You made him change his gear mm-hmm. completely to change, some- change the, the name of, your, of his finishing move. Yeah. Wait, his finishing move is changed? It, it, well, now it's just the Spear Bomb. It's no longer called the Big Bang Catastrophe. No, he, he doesn't do the Big Bang anymore. I've seen him do it. He, they, they call it the Spirit Bomb, though. They don't call it the Big Bang Catastrophe. They, they changed the name when he came up. So wait, the the power the, the twisting power slam yep. is it, it's called the spirit bomb too? No, 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 no. The spirit oh, bomb the, is the overhead. The spirit bomb is the power bomb. bomb. 
They, they, they were they were two different oh, moves. Oh, two different, yes, different moves. He, sorry, he doesn't, my, he doesn't, but he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, nope. my mistake. Sorry. He needs to bring back the big bang catastrophe. It was a nice yeah. move. Um, but you know what the thing is, Damian Priest. If you were gonna do anything with him on SmackDown, let's just throw the best friend <laughs> angle out the window like it never happened. Yeah. I would love to see a Damian Priest Biggie feud. Right yeah, there, you go. And, and nobody loses that. Nobody loses. Right. Biggie and Biggie can lose the title and then go after the world title, or I mean the universal title. Mm-hmm. Down that's the road. six month booking right there. Six months, right. that's easy. Damian Priest comes in, he puts on a program with Biggie. Let's say Biggie drops that title to Priest at Mania. Mm-hmm. Then Biggie's in the title picture for SummerSlam. Mm, there you right. go. You, you know, go. it's just, I, I just, there's too much bullshit on Raw to bring a guy up that's got a very complete character. What part? Of, what part of NXT's Damian Priest did you guys have a problem with? Nothing. Yeah, there nothing. you go. Except the fact that he stole Rhea Ripley's pants, but other than, <laughs> other actually, than he stole Rhea's pants. That's a great segue. We're talking about potential call-ups that we might might see from after the results of this week. Mm. Another NXT star might be coming up to the main roles. That's Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. oh already, she's ready. We already voiced our concerns about that and what we think may or may not happen to her if she comes to the main roster. But it looks mm-hmm. like, first of all, hands down, one of the best matches of the week was match the last the woman standing match, match of the week to me. versus Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez is a fucking star. Star. Mm-hmm. Star. And and I'm happy for her. It's about time she's the big bad bitch mm-hmm. of NXT. She right. deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. So now it looks like all, all the talk, all the hype is that Rhea Ripley is going to make her main roster debut. Where mm-hmm. does she go? How does she debut? Please, Wade. Go. Okay. All right. So discussing this with, uh, with Jess, we've discussed this numerous, numerous times. What up, Scream Queens? Whole, yeah, what up to the Scream Queens? What up, Scream Queens? <laughs> we have discussed this numerous times. Honestly, the whole match in general showed exactly what Rhea will be doing, and you played it up so much. You had Rhea try to be the badass, Mm -hmm. and even though she was able to get a lot of good spots off, she couldn't beat Raquel in the end. So now you have made it so that she was, quote-unquote, injured during the last woman standing (laughs) match, and you wrote her off. Mm-hmm. So now she, you know, she, she, her leg was hurt. She told them to get off of her. You know, Maddie talked about it off air, the picture in mm-hmm. picture thing where they were pushing right. her off as the wave was coming out. Mm-hmm. They were pushing him, she was pushing referees off, saying she's fine. She got it. She can get around. I feel that now you're, we're going to see Rhea take maybe a two week hiatus, which is great for quarantining, and we will see her in the Royal Rumble. I think the best thing for Rhea Ripley is to make her main roster debut in the Rumble, but she mm-hmm. would I think she would have to win it. Yeah, she, she, yeah, have, she, she would have to win the Rumble. Win oh, she would have to win the Rumble. She has to win it. Charlotte needs to get the title again, and they'd have to have a Charlotte and Rhea Ripley two at WrestleMania and have Rhea Ripley win the title. Uh, they could, but I said before, that's disrespecting Asuka, who busted her ass, so it would have to be a triple threat. It, it, or... I could see it. I could see it. Go ahead, Maddie. What are you going to say? Or, mm-hmm. or we could have Rhea take the title from Asuka at Mania after the win and have Charlotte challenge at SummerSlam as the rematch with Rhea mm-hmm. being champion. It's, I like that. There, there's, a, there's a lot of booking here. There's an awful lot of booking here. 
the the problem is, and we just touched on it. How are they going to fuck up Rhea Ripley? Or here's a, here, here, I'm, I'm falling down a rabbit hole. Rabbit or, hole she, again. <laughs> or she wins the rumble, and she goes, "Fuck this dual brand bullshit. I Never. am the woman's champion. I want to face Sasha and Asuka at Mania and unify the titles." WWE can't do that. They can't do that. They can't. They're not going to give up the merch. You're right. The days, the days of belt unification in WWE are over. The only thing we can ever see with belts, I believe, for at least the, the foreseeable future, is them to add another bullshit belt. They're never going to get rid of a title. That's why I call it a rabbit hole. I know, I know, I know um, the yeah. shit is yeah. never going to come true, but... Uh, with Rhea, you know, inevitably coming up with the main roster, it's going to be uh, work wonders now for, uh, for for the women's division. The women's division needs a shot in the arm and it needs someone like <laughs> Rhea Ripley, as long as they don't fuck with her character. Yes, but can we talk about some of the spots in that match? Can we just talk about Thank the you. a little? Yes. For the love of God, I did not know that Rhea Ripley could do a fucking senton. Suck it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Oh, Holy shit! What I I know I know that 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 Bonesy was talking about the uh, the leg injury, but mm-hmm. what about when she got like uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez almost dropped her and had to run a little bit, dropped mm-hmm. her on her back on the point of the table that didn't collapse at yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I bought in. I honestly believe that when that match was over, Rio was laying there because her back would not let her get up for a moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hell yeah. The, and the, the chair spot, the chair oh, spot, when she jumped at her and, and Raquel, like, kind of got her, mm-hmm. but didn't get her completely, hell yeah, Rhea fucked her back up. The, the yep. best part about that match was Rhea's selling. Rhea made everything that, that Raquel mm-hmm. threw at her look legit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rhea, Rhea sold Rhea's, shit out of that. Rhea sold the shit out of that entire match. It was a phenomenal match. Now, if I may be critical... I didn't like the fact that so early in the match, Rhea grabbed the kendo stick. The fact that she grabbed the kendo stick from underneath the ring, mm-hmm. I felt like when Dakota Kai came out later on when they were backstage with the kendo stick, mm-hmm. it didn't mean as much. If right. we didn't already have seen a kendo stick earlier in the match, I would have bought into more of Dakota attacking her with a kendo backstage. Okay. He grabs a chair. Uh, uh, Rhea now grabs the chair under the ring, throws to the side and grabs a kendo stick. Eh, Use the chair, you know, or don't use Mm -hmm. any weapons at all. You know, you just started the match. You're only a few minutes in. Show us fisticuffs. Use the stairs. Fine. Use the apron. Don't don't always use a weapon. Kendo sticks is one of those weapons that has been prostituted over and over and over. Why are there always eight fucking... There's eight kendo sticks lined up underneath every single wrestling ring now. I agree. You know? The kendo stick is an overused weapon. It's not really as strong as it used to be. I used to love when Sandman had one, and it meant Hell something. Yeah. It meant something. Like he would hit if he the hit Singapore you, cane. and it meant something. Yes, oh, meant when, something. Even just a few years ago, when Eddie Edwards would carry around some backup. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I the only the only thing I did like about the kendo stick is because of Raquel Gonzalez's gear taking a couple shots early in the back developed those war wounds nice and early. Mm-hmm. But oh, you're yeah. right, they could have done that with a strap. They could have done right. that with the chair. There there were other ways to get around that. But yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, ken, the kendo stick is it's it's a parody of itself already. Yeah. But again, taking I'm sorry, wait, go ahead, brother. 
another spot I loved, and we're talking about the Dakota thing, is when <laughs> Rhea stuffed her in the fucking in the locker. Fucking locker. Yes. So, so I swear to you, they go backstage, and I'm looking, and I'm like, huh. Like, th- this is before anything happened. I go, man, those those lockers seem kind of out of place. And I'm like, Rhea can't fit in one of those lockers because that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And then they went even further back. And I'm like, I guess that was just me. And then they used the lockers to jump off of, beat mm-hmm. people up and stuff her in. I'm like, yeah, those lockers were put there. Like, yep. Yeah, those lockers were very great. I, I could have written that. Spot. The fucking door spot where Rhea speared. Brilliant. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. That spot was crazy. You, you know, you know what? And, and not to nitpick. I, you know what I had wished because they broke the top glass. I wish that Rhea had dragged Raquel over and slammed the bottom glass door onto her head. Just, just top yeah, and bottom glass. Yeah. You know, you know I would have loved that too, but I would have loved if Rhea would have grabbed Raquel. And you know, there was that plate glass window that was there. Mm-hmm. Do a hardcore match reenactment and throw her through it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be like oh shit. But but you know what? That's us nitpicking. I, yeah. I, now, now, granted, I didn't see all of Wrestle Kingdom. I will get there. It's eight and a half hours. Yes. <laughs> but match of the week, we had we had an AEW title match that Ray Phoenix was in. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, match, yes. Ma- match, match of the year so far. Yeah, match of the year so far for me is Rhea and Raquel, hands down. Match of the year for me. <laughs> I agree. If I was to say women's match of the year, I'd give it to them. Uh, men's match, I still got Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb is up there for me. But yeah. both both mm-hmm. of these matches, the last woman standing and the never open weight title match, are, are definitely neck and neck right now for the top matches of the year. And we've said it a bunch of times. That was a woman hoss fight. That was a woman hoss fight. Hell yeah. Damn straight. I'm going to watch that match after we're done with this. I'm going to watch it again. I got hype. I got hype as shit. Yeah. That's that's why I hit you guys up in the chat right away. I'm like, are are we all done with NXT? And Bones is like, not Mm -hmm. yet. I was like, yeah, damn it. So. Uh, let's do a quick honorable mention to from uh, from New Year's Evil. We had uh, the finally the return of Zia Lee and Boa. Uh, with their awesome new character. I love where this is going. I think it was a great squash match to really showcase Xia Li. Nothing, out of ten. No, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with Very it at good. all. I like want to see where this goes, and I want to know who that woman is sitting in that chair, which I know we've already uh, <laughs> insinuated who we think that might be. It's on a past episode of NNW, so be sure to check us out in the archives on Fourth Wall Pop Network. But let's go on to the main event. Uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly 2. Mm. Fantastic mm. match. What I found interesting was Wade Barrett making reference to Finn Balor being busted open and how he's growing a crimson mask. When was the last time you've heard a commentator call out someone being using the term busted open or referring to a crimson mask on commentary? On WWE TV, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Yeah. couldn't tell you once. That, that there's no blood and guts and things like that, so they really don't refer to that. But I was really surprised when he made a reference to that. But the match itself was great, uh, mm. Maddie. I know you are a little critical on the fact that they they alluded to Kyle O'Reilly's jaw injury early in the match, so um, early. Yeah, I loved I loved that 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 whole that whole segment right there when mm-hmm. um, Balor had him all sorts of tied up and stretched out, and in order to get the rope break, he just grabbed the rope with his teeth. Yeah, and then that mm-hmm. uh, that pushed Balor to kick the rope, and then uh, caused him to have a jaw injury early on in the match, and that pretty much was the was Thread. the overlying story of the rest mm-hmm. of the match. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but, but I mean the match itself, bell to buzzer, hands down another clinic by these two. My my only problem with 
Balor O'Reilly 2 is that it was after Balor O'Reilly 1. That's the only problem with that match that I had. It was a great main event. Finn looks like the killer that he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. the legitimate champion that he is. And O'Reilly looks, as, as Wade said it uh, a couple of weeks ago, as the guy to watch in NXT for 2021. Mm-hmm. It, it, set, it set both guys up for 100% success. We, we, we bite this phrase quite often. You know, just because somebody went over doesn't mean the other guy can't get over. And this right. was mm-hmm. this was the top of the – I said 10 out of 10. This was a great match. This was a great, great pro wrestling match some fisticuffs some high flying i loved in the beginning it was a mat classic hold for hold for hold for hold for hold and then escalated we've talked about storytelling two three four times on this podcast so far i think that this match encapsulated all of the things that we like in pro wrestling into one match we got a good story we got great competitors there were stakes because of the belt this this match had it all i can watch these two wrestle for the rest of the year and once again because i remember correctly i said the same thing about the first time these two were in the <clears> ring <throat> the match pretty much stayed in the ring can you even think about a time where they actually fought outside of the ring i i, I don't know if that happened but it was they were in the ring the whole time and it was just fantastic storytelling psychology everything i love the emotion behind it too mm-hmm. uh by the way quick disclaimer i think we may have lost brother wade it looks like he is frozen either that or he's stroking out or yeah something's happened he's just kind of staring at the uh, keyboard mm-hmm. brother we, wade, we mentioned hear us we miss you come we, back we mentioned this before also that you know they they went commercial free with their title yes it, it was we we saw that match from start to finish, and that was a fairly long match. Bones, do you, do you have a do you have a runtime on that match? I uh, I'm I'm looking on no, this I right don't here. Have I don't time for that one, but they went it, they definitely went over twenty minutes. It had to be more than twenty minutes, and and it was and it wasn't for the sake of the title. It was twenty minutes of storytelling of of Finn getting his you know the, the wrestlers call it a receipt. I'm not a wrestler, but I'm going to throw the lingo out there. Right. You know, Finn got his receipt with that rope kick into the teeth of Kyle O'Reilly. And then Kyle O'Reilly trying to dismantle the arm that Finn Balor protects so much. It's just one of those situations where it elevated the belt, it elevated the champion, and it elevated the challenger. Correct. NXT, I, I, I kind of got to agree with you from start to finish. I might have enjoyed AEW's entire show a little bit more. But I'm talking about the main event and the women's I quit match. Or I'm sorry, the, the last woman standing match. Mm-hmm. Tops. Absolute yeah. tops. Excellent booking. Excellent wrestling. Excellent storytelling. Excellent. And in my opinion, the right outcomes. Kyle O'Reilly isn't ready to be the champion yet. They have just now announced him with the Dusty Cup coming up that other members of UE are going to be wrestling in the Dusty Cup for the tag team situation. They have set up that this is a year for Kyle O'Reilly to be a single. And I think his coming out party in 2021 was a huge W, even though he took the L. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. And Brother Wade said it off the air as well uh, with Kyle O'Reilly. They're really viewing him like the modern era's Sami Zayn, the way Sami Zayn was in NXT, or even like Johnny Gargano. Like this is a smaller guy. He probably can't get there, but let's showcase what he can do. And then if he's in these these big matches like this with Finn Balor, I could see him w- winning the NXT Championship, at, but before the year is over, at least by the end of the year. 
Oh, now, absolutely. This could definitely be the year for Kyle O'Reilly. Brother Wade, welcome back. I'm welcome glad you got back. back. It was welcome perfect timing. Back. Welcome. Talk back. to us about Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I am in the group in the sentiment of I am just mad that Balor O'Reilly 2 came after by Balor O'Reilly 1. Mm-hmm. What a good match. And you know what the thing is that I loved? It didn't end with the typical, I'm going to hit my finish to get the win. It didn't end with a coup de gras. It a didn't end with a 1960. Yeah. It ended with a submission win where even mm-hmm. I went, what the hell? Yeah. But then I, I going back and looking at the match again. I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. It was... Again, a solid wrestling match one-on-one. If this was a match I wanted to show somebody, I would show them both of these matches as well. Right. But just from the the spots, it got more vicious as time went on. The spot that I thought was one of the greatest spots to me Kyle O'Reilly could have done, besides the grabbing the the rope with his teeth, was the kick. That soccer kick where he kicked Finn so hard, the momentum took him out the ring and he was spent. See, things like that get me more emotionally invested into the mm-hmm. match because you're you're seeing this guy put, literally put everything on the line to, to 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 knock out the champion. Like you saw that he had so much on the line at that point, and I, I absolutely love things like that. You know that that, that was an amazing spot right there. Uh, but again, Balor O'Reilly was yet another fantastic match from this week. Let's go on to AEW, guys, because I want to. I, I will get back to uh, Finn Balor, but mm-hmm. that's going to end mm-hmm. up in our AEW talks. You're going to see what I mean, because yes, another rabbit hole is going to be appearing soon. So AEW New Year's Smash had a pretty a pretty good card. Uh, yeah. Let's quickly touch on Abaddon versus Hikaru Shida for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Unfortunately, I did not get to see the whole match. I had to walk the dog and feed the cats all at the same time. Uh, so. <laughs> don't talk back (laughs) exactly so brother wade you are the women's wrestling guru what were your thoughts on abaddon and sheeta in essentially abaddon's first championship match in aew um it was a solid match uh it was good it wasn't great it was one of Sheeta's uh eh, okay defenses abaddon showed again that she's a star on the rise (laughs) um I really like what I did, what, what what the match did for her. I really felt that they were pushing that Abaddon was going to be the first one to take the belt off of Sheeta, but mm-hmm. it didn't go that way. And um, honestly, this match was probably a precursor to eventually them putting the title on Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, I think in AEW, the, the top women, besides with how they've been booking Hikaru Sheeta, is definitely Britt Baker and even though Thunder Rosa isn't really under contract, she's the other biggest name AEW's women roster has. Oh, really yeah. Oh, definitely. With uh, Nyla Rose. You haven't seen Jade Cargill on TV in weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandy, Brandy gets pregnant and Jade Cargill and Shaq are a thing of the past. Right, yeah. Yep. So there's a lot missing. I mean, you have, the, you have Allie, who's now known as the bunny, who's no longer in the ring. So I yeah. feel like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like that Hikaru Shida is the champion. She's been a pretty good champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's it's the same thing that I complain about when you guys talk about you know other champions. It's also the same thing that that you two gentlemen were upset about um, with. I want to say Wade Barrett, Drew McIntyre's mm-hmm. first title run. Right. Who can we feed Sheeta? Right. So you ready for this? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm in a rabbit hole for a hot second. Even cool. though when I say a hot second, it's usually twelve or fourteen minutes. Um, 
<laughs> Let's keep Taya on the Impact roster and have some of the women cross over too. I've mentioned this before, but could you imagine a Taya Valkyrie coming over as, you know, just just putting her foot down and looking? Taya Valkyrie, in my opinion, would destroy Anila Rose. She's not a beast. Nah, man, she's a little girl next to next to Taya. But that back and forth would help. So then we'd be looking at the Impact Women, the Impact Women. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the knockouts, the knockout tags, the AEW Women's Champion, and the NWA Women's Championship. We're talking about a very large pool of women right. that could all help each right. other across multiple platforms. You know, going back to the question I asked Brother Wade earlier about where does Deanna Parazzo go, that's my rabbit hole. That was my – that's where I was going to say. Okay. She, she have, can do the same thing that Kenny's doing. Right. This is the real women's belt. Right. We're knockouts. We're not women. We're we, – this belt's been around. Your belt's brand new. You haven't beaten anybody. I've beaten everybody. If mm-hmm. you want to help elevate your women's champion in AEW, mm-hmm. put Hikaru Shida in a program with a cross-promotion champion in Deanna Parazzo. Deanna Parazzo is that woman right now. I think with the current situation between AEW and Impact, that could really help put Hikaru Shida on the map, more so than Thunder Rose or any of her other matches she's had since she's been champion. Could you imagine if Shida took Parazzo to a 30- or 60-minute Broadway? Mm. Right. Very, very possible. Sign very possible. Yes, I, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. But when is AEW's next pay-per-view? That February, uh, right? Yeah. February, yeah. Uh, Revolution. Revolution, mm-hmm. that's right. Hey, I think that's the 13th, it is it? No, that's PWM. But, you know, I think that there, there's a lot of opportunity here for the women. Uh, yeah. And, and we've been saying since day one, AEW's women division needs a shot in the arm. Yep. You know, it really yep. does. And I think now this partnership with the likes of, uh, I'm sorry, partnership with Impact, mm-hmm. with the likes mm-hmm. of your Deanna Parazzo's, Taya Valkyrie's, Jordan Grace's, Tennille Dashwood's, Jazz, even if however, however long she's going to stick around for, that's five names right there that can help elevate your women's division in AEW. And I yeah. think that's what AEW might need right now. They're, they're starting to put together a decent, if, if, if you're following, I know you guys are, I'm talking to the you out in the audience. Mm-hmm. If you're following Dark, they have been putting a lot of women through uh, uh, the ringer, I guess you could say, and it looks like things are going to get better, but there's still going to be names that you're not familiar with. They're going to be people that don't have that situation. Whereas impacts women's division already has built in credibility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about another, another match that happened on the card at new Year's smash, another horse fight. Oh. Yes, there yeah. was a, Let's just say uh, there was a, lo- a lot of horses this week. The stable was open and the horses ran wild. That's where horse comes from. Okay? <laughs> In case you didn't know, but Wardlow. I thought horses were bulls. I thought that was from bull farmers, not horse no, farming. It's actually horse farming. Huh. Hey, NNW uh, uh, fans. According to, according to Wikipedia. Hey, I'm good. <laughs> but um, Wardlow versus Jake Hager, a match that I was getting ready to stand up and go take a, a potty break break for. Mm-hmm. I, I had to stay and watch. I, I got invested in it within the first 60 seconds of the match. The, the, first, uh, the first quick program uh, uh, and run of moves that, that Hager and Wardlow had to start the match was great. I loved the inner circles reactions as they stood up at the top of the ramp watching the match. I was invested. These are yep. two guys that have to be on the same team, obviously have some beef. So the, the, the group was like, hey, Guys, here's a ring. 
hug it out. Go figure it out, and then and then we'll move on from there. I yep. I liked it. I also liked the aftermath with MJF approaching Hager in the backstage segment. I was like, that was the cherry on top. They they put a beautiful they, bow on it. Exactly that. Thank you. That they 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 put it in a bow. They they tied it in a bow, and it it makes sense. Uh, great showing for Wardlow. Wardlow is a star in the making. Oh yeah, still green, you know, in terms of, of in ring and promo work, still kind of vanilla, but he Very is true. a star in the making. But uh, hands down, great match from start mm-hmm. to finish. There yeah. was actually moments. I don't know if you noticed this, but when you watch New Year's Smash, notice the placement of Jake the Snake Roberts in the audience. Right over, yep. His facials throughout the night really helped elevate certain moments in a lot of these matches, and his facials during this match. The hands down, souls helps sell the match even more so than it already was. But by the way, I think that uh, Jake the Snake Roberts in his puffy video outfit is going to be the Halloween costume for me this year, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, like don't don't you don't you want to see him next to like Puffy and Mace go right? <laughs> <laughs> Love so, it. Sorry, little video for an audio platform, but come on. Uh, awesome. But yeah, uh, hands down, great match between between these two uh, yeah. big men. But let's go to the main event: Kenny Omega defending the AEW title against Ray Phoenix. Wow, these two <laughs> wow. guys. First of all, Ray Phoenix is fucking phenomenal. I oh, love yeah. how mm-hmm. how these two already have that built-in story from their time together in AAA mm-hmm. uh, uh, when they face each other. Uh, hands down, great match, great storytelling. I don't know what the relationship is with. Butcher Blade and Kingston and Omega, or if it just happens to be that they're feuding with the Death Triangle. But I like how they took out Pac and, Pent- and Pentagon. How great was that? So oh. no one can come out to yep. help Phoenix. Um, let's just fast forward to the very end. Well, wow, I, I missed the very end. What happened? Oh, bullshit. Yeah, what happened at the end? The, end. <laughs> the Good Brothers made their AEW appearance, their AEW debut, however you want to call it, with the impact tag team titles wrapped around their waists and yeah. uh, helped Omega. Well, Omega, all right, let me back up. Omega was going to take out Phoenix. Okay. Then all of a sudden, all the wrestlers from ringside all decided to hop the guardrails and, and hop in to, to stop Omega. Well, in comes the good brothers. You got doc gallows and you got Carl Anderson, the machine gun with their titles coming in and making their presence known. Matty G, the very end of New Year's Smash, you have Kenny Omega, Don Callis, the Good Brothers, and the Young Bucks. And the Bucks. All in the ring together, too sweet in each other. Talk about brothering out. I, 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 you, you just read it back, and I got all, all goosebumpy. Mm-hmm. It is – did we lose weight again? We did lose weight again, but he will be back momentarily. <laughs> Damn internet. Oh man, 2021. 20, um the, the end <laughs> the end of Dynamite's New Year's Smash mm-hmm. is what the wrestling community has been clamoring for for years. Remember when the Good Brothers got signed as the club or whatever the hell they were in WWE? Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted the what became the Balor Club, which didn't work out. Right. Then everybody, when they became free agents, everybody wanted them to go to AEW to form this. They swerved the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. This didn't just happen. This was the plan. 
you, you got to know, Tony Khan doesn't just get commercial time. Don Callis doesn't just get invited. Kenny Omega doesn't just steal a title. They swerved everybody. I thought that the Good Brothers decided to go be giant fish in a medium pond with impact, and that was their choice because they wanted to be on top. Right. Little did I know that when they made their impact debut, they already had these plans going. This is what we have all wanted to see. This is everything we've talked about for years. Is everybody that's not WWE getting along in order to have legit competition? You're going to put what was the biggest faction in the world it's it's nwo followed by bullet club for mm. merchandise for recognition for getting people over let's not forget that you know guys guys who are kind of polarizing in kind of topics right now a marty scroll was a good wrestler with a good right. gimmick and everything was fine and when he joined the bullet club he became a star mm -hmm. for the people that architected for the architect that's not a, for the for, for the folks that were the architects for this now let's mm -hmm. keep in mind that the young bucks kenny omega the good brothers uh even a flip gordon and and a marty scroll and things like that if it wasn't for what these guys had done we wouldn't be talking about aew right. all in all out none of this shit would happen so it looks like the brain trust of wrestlers giving wrestling fans what they want is back together I didn't geek out so much about what I saw on the TV. I geeked out about what I think we're going to see in the upcoming year. Now, Maddie, back uh, before Slammiversary, before Good Brothers made their debut on Impact Wrestling, they had that talking shop of mania to let, the, let everyone know, all the fans, where they were going to end up going. Yeah, the countdown, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and they also um, they alluded to the original plan with AEW. What we saw this week, that was the original plan if they were to go straight to AEW. Am I, am I, am I not wrong? I, I don't believe you're wrong. I don't have fact on any of this. What, what I just spoke about with them putting the swerve on us is me thinking that they wanted all of us to not know that this was coming. So I have to believe that you are correct in this yeah. was the original plan. And I think that's amazing. It's like this was the original plan if they went straight to AEW and they just ended up prolonging it about a year or so later and it still made it all work. But, you know, I started off the episode by saying this was a two-sweet week in wrestling. Right now, if you want to look at... Uh, when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life, right? That's what they always say, no matter where you Bullet are. Because we've life. seen AJ Styles, we've seen Kenny Omega, we've seen Finn Balor still utilize parts of the Bullet Club, whether it yep. be the hand signals, uh, the, the, their associations or their partnerships with other wrestlers within different brands, different promotions. Uh huh. Let's look at first of all. We talked a lot in 2020 about about tag team wrestling as a whole, and how tag team wrestling needs a shot in the arm is a term that I like to use. Let's look at how we're starting off 2021. We have Grills of Destiny with the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Champions. Who, who, who are they with? They're with New Japan. No, no, no. I mean, oh, who are they oh, with? Oh, they're part of the Bullet Club. Okay. Yes. And then we have the Good Brothers over on Impact with the Impact Tag Team Championships. And technically, who, who are they with? Are also OG Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. Carl Anderson is an OG right there. Carl Anderson oh, yeah. led. He is the unsung hero who is never was never considered a leader of the Bullet Club, but led that that group. Damn, damn straight. In between Balor and Styles. Yep. 
when, when it when it very easily could have dissolved. And if right. it dissolved after Balor, we're not talking about the Bullet Club Correct. ever. Correct. Ever. It was just a couple month year run of a thing. Right. And then move over to AEW. Who's holding oh. those tag team titles in AEW? The Young Bucks. Who were the, who were also Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Now that's three of your top tag teams in the world. In the world. All holding gold for their respective brands. And where do they all come from? They all come from the Bullet Club. Yep. Now, here's the rabbit hole that I was falling into. Over on Uh-oh. NXT, we did not allude to this earlier, but they are getting ready for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament, which they yep. are doing a Dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Classic Tournament as well, which uh, we could try and touch on that with Brother Wade before we get off the air. But Yeah, I have, a, I have a big question for him on that one. Right now in the Tag Team Classics, you have the tag team of Adam Cole and Roddy Strong, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're in. So if we're going to talk about Bullet Club holding every kind of tag team title, what if Roddy Strong can't make it to the Dusty Road, the Dusty Roads Classic, and Adam Cole needs a partner? Where's Adam Cole from? Bullet oh, Club. Almost, almost LGBC. Holy shit! Who is not really an enemy of Adam Cole's? Finn Balor. Could you imagine Finn Balor and Adam Cole teaming up? Winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic and becoming the new NXT Tag Team Champions? Ah, I don't know because of the program with Kyle. I like what you're doing there. I really do. And that definitely gives me a not so far in the rear view nostalgia boner mm-hmm. because I'd like to see it. I, I, I miss I miss that. I miss, I miss the too sweet Adam Cole. I just, yeah. even, even when he was a heel in NXT, I just don't buy into like the grit because that's that grit was the wrestling word for, mm-hmm. for 2020. I feel like the grit that Cole showed with bullet club uh, was some of his best work. I, I yeah. just, I just think that UE is such a big and dominating thing right now. I don't know, but yeah, we could, we could absolutely see that. And here's my other question for you. Are they going to treat it like a May young situation? Are they going to have any outsiders come in? Is WWE finally going to say, Hey, Everybody else is teaming up and people love it. Let's pull somebody in. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot going on here. Now, brother Wade, first of all, welcome back again. Um, (laughs) Now now I, I, we, we all mentioned a few weeks back when we first saw the relationship between impact and AEW unfold. Tom Atanga was pretty vocal about his thoughts or, or at least alluded to some of his thoughts on social media. Brother Wade, what was Tomatonga's outlook on this week, uh, this week's end of AEW Dynamite with the Good Brothers, the Bucks, and Omega being in the ring, two sweeting the hell out of each other? Um, he was not very thrilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, posted a picture of him with the Good Brothers saying he felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. You know what? So um, oh, sorry. Oh. So I feel like, you know, maybe this could be alluding to something else and him, you know, you know, Tama Tonga mm-hmm. is sick of the old, uh, the elite type <laughs> stuff and the, and all this extra stuff. And he said, bullet club was a thing. So the good bad guy, the good bad guy. So, you know, Hey, that's where his issue comes into play with it. I, I, I liken that, uh, uh, tweet or, or social media post back to when, um, 
Marty Scroll put up the empty chair picture from in front of Cracker Barrel and said, all my friends are dead. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it was very, it was a very similar feel. And then who knows, who knows before, uh, before you came back, Bonesy had mentioned too, that we're going into the women's dusty classic, the, mm-hmm. the, the classic women dust off championship. The, uh, Dusty Women of Wrestling Classic Tournament where things happen. Classic. As with, instant classic. With wrestling. <laughs> with and, wrestling. And, and and apparently uh all artwork done by Dexter Loomis again. Yes. <laughs> all artwork. What a great host Dexter Loomis was. <laughs> the best. The absolute the best. best. I got all giddy. Host. He he uh he 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 liked and replied to one of my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where do you, where do you see this starting? Is this the kind of, you, you had said off air that you kind of have a couple of teams in your brain already. Are you keeping this all in house? Are you reaching out to NXT UK or pulling from the raw or SmackDown roster? Or are you going to keep this classic all in house and do maybe an eight team situation, much like the knockouts tournament was all in house. You're keeping it all in house and you're going to use your NXT talent. We're going to see some jobber teams in there. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate for it to be that way. Enhancement talent. Enhancement talent. Enhancement talent. So, so what you're saying is Case Catanzaro is definitely going to be on the tag team. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Casey and, Kaden are, Casey and Kaden are going to be a tag team in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I know they didn't declare. We know Theory and, and Gargano did for the men's tournament. I want to see the women's way win it all. Yes, yes, the women's way win it all. The Indian Candice will be in the tournament. I also have Shotzi and Ember as a tag team, which I love. I think that's oh, I think I that's like our that. final right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see maybe oh Dakota and Reyna. I mean Raquel. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Dakota and Raquel in the tournament. Um, what about a Mercedes hmm. Martinez? Who would you Mercedes and Tony? That was kind of where I was going. I don't know because they haven't fully defined Mercedes Martinez returning role, you know, losing, losing a baby face, the caliber of a Rhea Ripley. If we do, are they going to have Mercedes fill that void considering that we have a heel Raquel Gonzalez, who's a woman's beast. Hmm. Oh, I think brother Wade, we lost him again, unfortunately, but we need to get his uh, his take on this. But, uh, Maddie, I mean, there's so much possibilities right now for what's going to happen in this Women's Dusty Roads Classic mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, again, we've been saying it. We said it a lot last year in 2020 that, you know, the women's the, – the one, we need more depth in women's tag team wrestling in general. Right. There, there's no real women's tag teams out there. So maybe if this tournament becomes an annual thing and it does put together – some made up tag teams and they end up taking that and running with it. This could start establishing legitimate teams for a, excuse me, women's tag team division. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of a legitimate team when it comes to men's or women's tags. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about this a bunch. We all agree. Um, Wade, Wade is definitely the women's uh, uh, wrestling guru. And I'd have to say that that's his favorite spot, but I believe in my heart and in my head bonesy that you and I are both, we, we love, we love the tag team wrestling above all else. Right. And to see, I know we harp on it a lot, but to see an Iconics get split up, you know, terrible stuff. I, I like the Diamante and Eva Lise 
team. They can both break off and be singles, but they are kind of a team together full time. We've got the riot squad that are a full team. I, I think that if we take some of the singles women from the NXT roster, but do what they're doing in the knockouts division where, yeah, we're still singles. And even if we have to, we'll compete against one another. But when the chips are down every year, we compete together in this dusty classic is going to bring about a better situation for women's tag team wrestling across all platforms, mm -hmm. especially because when it comes to wrestling, if you put the name dusty roads onto anything, people are going to pay attention. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So as we wait for brother Wade to get back, you know, I did like Maddie, how we talked about new Japan impact, mm -hmm. AEW, mm -hmm. NXT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're done. Right. Yeah, we're pretty much done. Oh, we've, you, said, we've said nothing about WWE, really. I mean, Raw, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, SmackDown was pretty raw this week. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do, I do feel bad. I haven't caught up this week on my Ring of Honor. I, I have to admit, it's not a priority with an hour-long show and just two matches, and most of what's in between being recap. I'm glad that they're up and running again. I'm gonna right. try to to be more proactive with it. Uh, a lot has happened this week in in politics and life. And uh, even behind the scenes, Bonesy for work. I've, I'm I'm doing I'm doing some new stuff. I know you're doing some new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so so ROH kind of took a back seat, but it's not for the same reasons that WWE is taking a back seat. I mean, I don't know if you have anything bad to say about it, Bones. I, I don't really have anything bad to say because I didn't really pay attention. I uh, wait. Do, do you? Have, I mean, do you have anything I, you want? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to keep it kind of uh, upbeat this week, but I mean, there was some stuff that happened on Raw that I think Wade does want to talk about. Wade, what what, what uh, would that topic be? I'm turning my microphone off. Uh, I try to be the positive one here. I try. I try <laughs> so hard to be the positive one here. What the fuck is WWE's main roster writing right now? Okay. Banger of a match between Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. Banger. Mm -hmm. yep. Keith Lee did a fucking Spanish fly off the top rope. Yep. Incredible. To Drew McIntyre. To Drew a McIntyre. Like Drew. Come on. Uh, another hoss fight. Another yep. hoss fight. Yeah. And what do you do? You have them shake hands. Great match. Drew got the win. Cool beans. Okay, cool. We kind of figured Keith wasn't going to get the shine right there. Right, right. We heard Goldberg's music. We thought, oh, cool. Goldberg's coming to pay his respects. You know, shake mm -hmm. his hand. Nope. No, he came and challenged Drew McIntyre to a match at the Royal Rumble with a botched promo saying he didn't want the title, but then he wanted the title, and then he wanted to, he felt that he that Drew wasn't showing respect to the legends, which I thought was a bunch of crap because that's what Drew did all fucking night. That's and, all and, he does. All he does all fucking night. Goldberg was talking about Randy Orton. Look who didn't show respect all night. Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy Orton. Like Go Goldberg, fight him. Goldberg cut the promo on the wrong guy. Wrong person. Goldberg what cut the, the promo on the wrong person. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Another wait, thing. Wait, wait, Not wait. only did you did, disrespect did, did Raw, I'm sorry. Did Raw take place in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> was that, was uh, Goldberg concussed? I mean, Goldberg was there, right? So it must have been on the botched. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Wade. Feel, it feels like the it feels like uh, they might as well just call uh, the next paper you crown jewel all over again oh, and get ready for a fucking Goldberg title Goldberg title run again. Um, it's all going back, and it's to uh, again. Jess brought it up after we watched Raw. She's like, "Damn, Roman was right." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Remember the promo he cut on Drew? Ah, you do all the shit I don't want to do." So yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. You, you, we'll give you Goldberg. 
Oh. It's a slap in the face of Drew McIntyre. And it's true. It was originally supposed to be Goldberg and Roman at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And they and Roman was like, fuck nah. that. Nah, yeah. fuck that. Get that shit to Drew. It does, it, nothing, it does nothing for Drew. For Drew. It doesn't <sighs> for Drew. And if he beats Drew, if Goldberg beats oh, Drew, buries. it demeans everybody who put Drew up there to mm-hmm. get that. That knocks down Randy Orton. That knocks down Dolph Ziggler when he can't be knocked down anymore. Um, mm. That knocks down uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, Brock Lesnar. It knocks down everybody. He AJ Styles. Everybody. Right. It knocks down everybody. All right. Demeans the, the title reign, the second reign of Drew McIntyre. And right. if he beats Goldberg, it means nothing. It See, means I, absolutely nothing. I don't know. That's where I kind of disagree. Uh, listen, I'm not happy with Goldberg being on TV either. I'm not. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather someone else be in that spot. But right now, with all that Drew McIntyre has accomplished already in 2020, give him a legend to get a W over at a show at a at, a, at an event like Royal Rumble. You know, put him in the ring with Goldberg. Have him have Drew get the win over someone like Goldberg. Goldberg is a Hall of Famer. Goldberg has a, a legacy. Goldberg is a legend. Give okay. him to anybody who needs it. Drew's already your yo. You you want to know what you want to know where Goldberg would fit well? Where? Have Keith Lee go over Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Have Keith Lee demolish. Okay, I'm. You know what? Let me save everybody the trouble here and break down the Royal Rumble matches. It's gonna happen. Spear kick out. Spear right. spear. Claymore spear. Claymore jackhammer. Claymore Claymore. Mm-hmm. Claim ruins. Let's move the fuck on. I uh, unless Goldberg knocks himself out again. Oh, Goldberg oh, knocked himself out coming coming down the fucking ramp with that promo. And if Goldberg wins, he's gonna have his now eleven year old son come in the ring with his fucking shirt off, and Drew's gonna claim more <laughs> him too. So, I, I want to see. I want to see Goldberg's kid fight negative one. Oh man! Ne- yes, yeah, sign me there up. You go. Sign me up. Sign me up. But oh man! All 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 jokes aside, I don't like it it's disrespectful to one keith lee and drew mcintyre uh, after having a banger match and what well you know what you know who's who's getting the shit into the stick here fucking seamus seamus i was just what gonna the fuck that's, it's disrespectful to seamus yeah. hey, give seamus the title shot yeah i, I, that's what I you've am been surprised at this whole time yeah Dude, they could do a three-pack with those guys. You could have Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam between Drew and Sheamus because the friendship story is real. It could start out as an athletic competition and then turn and then become a blood feud. It it just... Over! This also leads me to believe now that Sheamus could be a potential contender to win the Rumble. I, I could see that happening as well. You know, going into the Royal Rumble, which is only a few weeks away, it's really hard for me to, to say who who needs the win the most. Rhea Ripley. Have Rhea Ripley win both fucking Rumbles. <laughs> right, there you go. There you go. Have Rhea Ripley win both fucking Rumbles. Calm down. We already saw Nia Jax in the Men's Rumble last year, remember? Yeah, have Rhea Ripley go into the Men's Rumble and win that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, you know what? They'll fuck us over and put Tessa Blanchard in this shit with us. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. And on that note, I think that's all the time we have for today because now Tessa Blanchard made her way onto the show. Anyway, fans. <laughs> I didn't do it. I love it. 
Anyway, fans, thanks so much for tuning in to a two-sweet episode of New Normal Wrestling, episode 35, exclusively found right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Show your support for the network by checking us out on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop and Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. Be sure to check out our online swag shop at tpublic.com. Follow the link on our social media and in the bio and description here for this episode. So as always, I'm JC Bones. He's Brother Wade. He's DJ Matty G. We are New Normal Wrestling. And I bid you adieu until next week with a goodbye. And good night. Bang. Too sweet. Too sweet. Sweet. For life. Oh, wait, that, that's the NWO. <laughs> <laughs>